You know how it is at big events these days, people whipping out their cell phones, taking pictures, flashes, flashing, all the excitement of that. But I'm not talking about a concert. I'm talking about the movie theater. Hi, I'm Scott Ott with Bill Whittle and Stephen Green. And this episode of Right Angle is brought to you by the members at BillWhittle.com. And gentlemen, um, I saw a story in the New York Times about a growing trend which they attribute to people forgetting how to behave in the movie theater due to the pandemic. Because Stephen Green, you know, during the pandemic, if you were watching a movie on TV, you'd take a picture of yourself watching the movie and you'd put that on your social media. Well, apparently- that's That's what, be, well, not you, you, but uh, now that's what people are doing at the movie theater. They're whipping out their cell phones, and this was particularly evident during the Barbie movie uh, rush in the summer this year, um, that that people were literally, during the show, taking selfies, uh, videoing what was happening on the screen. Like, if you missed the Barbie movie at the theater, you could watch most of it on TikTok if you want to. Um, And just using that opportunity in the theater there that used to be sort of this hallowed sanctum of darkness and quiet to be their playground for selfies and Instagram personality building and and profile building. Um, Steve, I I know I'm a grouchy old man, so I'm not asking you, is this just because I'm a grouchy old man? Uh, But what do you think happens to a culture that no longer has boundaries between public and private behavior or to a people who feel privileged to be able to do whatever they want without any kind of association to how it's affecting others. Yeah, I think boundaries is the important thing. Uh, I'll get to that in just a sec. First, I just want to say I could fix this problem immediately. One of the one of the great action Me movies too. of all time, of all time, has got to be Mad Max 2, The Road Warrior. Um, j- no just question. Brilliant in every possible way. It's a, yes. And you've got bad guys who are archetypes. You don't need a backstory. You don't need to hear about their troubled childhood or anything. You just look at it, you just look at these guys with the leather, the spikes, the 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 snarls, the attitude, all of it, and you go, Oh, that's a bad dude. I don't want to mess with him unless I'm Mad Max. And, you know, that's part of the fun to be in the movie. You get to kind of pretend to be Mad Max and taking on all the scary-looking bad guys. We need to start putting those guys in Usher uniforms and sticking them in movie theaters. One look from one of those guys, a little Miss 14-year-old princess with her iPhone, is probably going to drop the iPhone and wet herself at the same time. Problem solved. Word <laughs> will get around. Word will get around very, very quickly that the Road Warrior bad guys are now the ushers, and you better have some boundaries to get back to that word. Yeah, uh, this is uh, as soon as you said the word boundaries and that uh, that lack of uh, uh, a boundary between the public and the private, and the way your behavior affects others, made me realize something that. Uh, this minor bad behavior of taking a selfie in the movie theater during the movie is uh, it, it's kind of a subset of what we're seeing in the uh, in the uh, queer world becoming sort of normalized, where whatever your sexual preference is, it's that thing you've got to wear on your sleeve or whatever it is you're actually wearing. And and put yourself on TikTok and have all your flags in your in your second grader's schoolroom and and 
absolute public displays of things that are supposed to be very, very private. There's a And everybody else has to take a knee to it as well. Exactly. There's a reason why uh, we have the word uh, intimate related to sex. Once, 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 you, once you decide to, to put whatever it is, your private thing, out there, it's impossible for people to see you in any other way. That becomes your thing. And as I've said on this show for years and years and years, if the contents of your underwear or the person you choose to sleep with is the most interesting thing about you, then you are a tedious person. And I will keep saying that. Um, but if that's the way you're going to present yourself, then that's going to be the way people think about you, and that's that's it. So we've, we've obliterated that boundary, Scott, and having done that, we're now seeing the trickle-down effects or the slippery slope effect, whatever it is you want to... S- whatever it is you want to call it. And how are we going to train these kids out of it? Well, I know just the guy to hire. So, Bill Whittle, um, this is, of course, a broader uh, problem than just in movie theaters. I mean, a lot of people have observed now that concert fans are rowdier than they used to be. They're shrieking at the people on stage. They're holding up signs that block the view for other people. They're throwing stuff at the artist. I always thought... I always thought it was kind of ridiculous to go to a concert and see thousands of people holding up their phones, getting what is going to be admittedly horrible video with bad audio of this event that they could easily go online and see in 4K anytime they wanted to. Uh, but it's it's spread beyond just movie theaters. Broadway playbills are telling people not only to put away their phones, but to let the actors do the singing. Um, and uh, Alamo Drafthouse, the movie theater, has said, uh, don't even touch your phone during the movie. Bill, I went to a movie recently, um, and uh, two or three rows down in front of us, there was a guy who was apparently videoing the entire screen, and he had propped his phone up like on a, on a cup of soda so that it could stand still and be angled at the screen. And he was videoing that. So, of course, the whole time I'm watching the movie, I've got this little hot spot of light down, you know, in front of me in the darkness that it was almost impossible not to not to look at. But then the person at the movie theater, Bill, has to make a decision. Are you going to say something and make an even bigger scene than what's going on already? Or are you just going to sit there and hope it, it ends or goes away soon? Um, I, I'm not a big concert goer, uh, but several, uh, I guess about two, three years ago, um, we found out that Sting was playing in uh, Las Vegas. And Natasha's a huge fan, so am I. So we went to see Sting in Las Vegas. Best show ever. It's unbelievable. We, and and because it was so important, Natasha, I got good seats. They weren't super crazy and expensive either. And and he came on and gave an incredible show. We were probably in the fourth or fifth row or something. And then once he started doing some of his his numbers, the the half the row in front of us, these people got up and started dancing. And we said, would you mind if you sit down? We're trying to listen to the concert. And they looked at us like we were like squares from, you know, from like 1950. And it's like, well, I'm here to have a good time. It's like, well, we're here to have a good time too. We can't have a good time because your good time is blocking our view of the good time. <laughs> and they were, and they were not only, not only were they not considerate, they were belligerent about it. They were, they were nasty about it. So it's a it's a great point. It's it's people's narcissism has taken over to the point where they no longer consider it of other people. By happy weird coincidence, we had this conversation last night on the Stratosphere Studio Show, which we do live. There are apparently now some movie theaters where you can order um, concessions from the theater on your phone. And I said, "Oh, what a 
what a marvelously bad idea that is because yeah. I'm like you, Scott. If anybody in front of me gets their phone out to tech, check a text or whatever, I am no longer watching the movie. I'm no longer in the movie. Now I'm looking at this little point of light and I'm saying, are you going to turn this damn thing off or not? So the solution to this kind of thing is pretty simple, really. I think the, 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 the solution just comes down to legislation that says first offense, 15 years hard labor, second offense, <laughs> mandatory death penalty, and rapidly <laughs> get get that, that problem solved. Now, in seriousness, there are – in L.A., there are uh, – and, and in other cities, there are a number of theaters where you, you watch the, the movie on like a, almost like a lazy boy recliner yeah. with a tray. They bring out food and all the rest of it. The low-budget version that, that I was used to in college was there was a place in Gainesville called Cinnamon Cafe. It was just a big room. Essentially, it used to be a, a restaurant, a movie screen there, and everybody had tables. You could order beers and chicken wings and all the rest of it. But you knew you what you were getting when you went into that yes. kind of thing, and you wouldn't go into that kind of theater to see a movie you really wanted to see. You would go to a movie you see it the second time or third time or, or like Grease or something like that. So I, I actually think the only answer to this is – with with the multiplexes that we have now, I, I, I'm serious about this. I think the only genuine solution to this is we have multiplexes now where you can see it in Dolby Stereo, you can see it in 3D. And I think that the the only way to get around this will be for movie theaters to, to basically say, this is a cell phone free viewing of this, of this yeah. film, and this will be enforced. And if you don't want to um, not get your phone out, then you can come to the 10 o'clock show instead of the 8.30. And I can't see any other way around it because it's not our job. It's the usher's job. It's the theater's job to enforce this yeah. kind of thing. And and people are going to have this belligerent response until they have to check a box when they buy their tickets that says that I understand that this is a cell phone-free environment and that if I want to uh, take selfies or, or 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 launch fireworks or bring flares or whatever, then you can do that at the eight o'clock show. And I can't see any other way around it because it is—it's not just a question of the narcissism of the selfie; it's the narcissism of thinking that what you want to do trumps anybody else's, or or, or actually, truthfully, everybody else's enjoyment of a particular event. And I think Bill's gotten to the heart of it there in a sense that um, you have expectations in different venues for different kinds of behavior, you know, and when you go in to see a showing years and years ago, as we did, to see the Rocky Horror Picture Show, we knew there would be hijinks. We knew there would be costumes. We knew maybe some things would be flying through the air. Toast will be um, thrown. That, exactly. That was part of the expectation of the event itself. Um, but when you go to see a movie, <laughs> and, and, and especially in these places now where food can be ordered, as Bill talked about, there's a lot of these kind of places where you can order your food mm -hmm. in advance and they bring it to you. And then you can press a button. During the movie, somebody will come to your seat and get you more stuff or whatever you want. But like in my mind, I'm seeing this like you're watching some love story and the guy on the screen looks at the woman and says, you know – there's been a question that I've been meaning to ask you all of my life. And then you hear, can I get another Michelob Ultra? Because the guy <laughs> next to you <laughs> is ordering drinks. Um, it's if the theater, I mean, the theater business started all of this to try to get more people to come out to the movie theater. And I think it may have its own demise uh, in the recipe if they don't get control of what happens in the theater. I love the idea of, of smartphone-free showings. There's no reason in the world why you need to have that. And it would be kind of 
a, a sweet refuge for a couple of minutes, even before the film, to sit with my wife and hold her hand and not see anybody's cell phone screens and not be tempted myself to pull out the phone when in response to a notification. Um, it there it. This sounds like a small thing, but, you know, at lunch at my other job, there are several people in the lunchroom who, for whatever reason, uh, can't afford $10 earbuds from Skull Candy while they watch videos on their phone in the lunchroom. So you're subjected to listening to theirs. Or Uh. the people who walk around with their phones like a slice of pizza in front of their mouth and they have it on speaker. I don't even know what's happening with this. I have no idea why this is necessary. They can't do this. They've got to do this. And everybody gets to hear both sides of that conversation. Oh, Scott, um, I, I can't even watch yes. a movie or a TV show on a laptop or the, the back seat uh, screen on an airplane because I don't want other people watching what I'm watching. It creeps me out. A pilot, a pilot came out during his, his during the uh, just before the thing, and he he came came into the cabin and said, "We are not doing this. You either you have earbuds or you're not doing it. We the society's already voted on this, and yeah. you are not on my aircraft on this flight doing that." <laughs> Well, anyway, that there, it just seems that um, I mean, obviously, whining and complaining about it like I'm doing now is not the solution, and it seems like we need to develop ways to engage in public dialogue. But again, I don't want to get into a conversation in a dark movie theater while the movie is happening, trying to explain to somebody why it's impolite for them to be recording the screen in the theater um, or scrolling through their their media feed. So it, it would be. It would be great if parents and grandparents would set the example and would help people to see the value of total immersion in an experience to the extent that you're not drawn away to other things. And honestly, respect to your fellow humans who are in the same space with you. I mean, there are things I may walk around my house by myself with my phone on speaker, but if one other person were in the building— I would not. And and I think if we can get to that point where we have such respect for humanity, where we say, first, how is what I am doing affecting others? Is there a better way to do this without being an offense to others? It would do so much to improve not just that moment, but our civil dialogue in general. It all starts with some Barbie fan taking a selfie in a theater. And next thing you know, our country is torn apart. For Bill Whittle and Stephen Green, I'm Scott Ott. Thanks to the members at BillWhittle.com for making Right Angle possible.